So, beloved, there's no shortage of testimonies. Imagine putting up a testimony, zipper not working, then zipper began to work and we upload it on YouTube. <laughs> they will really say like, no, you know, it's good is because you look at the goodness of God in every small thing. And it's in the small things that the bigger things come up because, hey, like, I remember when Rishi uh, bought his bike. So he was all excited and then he was like, guess what, Priya, and see the A and the Z, the Z. And then I was like, what? No, see what God did, alpha and omega it means. So, oh, and we were like looking at his bike numbers and we are saying A, Z, and how does that mean alpha and omega? And, but he looks at the goodness of God in every small thing, okay? And zippers are a nasty thing. Like I know about it. I fix them all the time. That's my job, okay? But, um, so yeah, that's never happened to me. Uh, uh, you know, zipper started working again. <laughs> but very good, very good. Um, <clears throat> So, uh, so exciting news we have, I wanted to share, apart from my celebration <laughs> on Wednesday, my birthday, I, I live every day like it's my birthday, okay? So I, I get very excited about it. Um, but we are starting Sunday uh, church, it's called Sunday Playdate for Children. And it will begin next week on Sundays. So if you have children, um, bring them. Uh, we have a facility now, we have a small little, we booked another hall, so where kids will be there, and uh, they can have their playtime, uh, you know, we'll be uh, feeding them, uh, we'll have Sunship Foundation, uh, a syllabus for them, that will start in the coming months, but it's starting immediately next week, so if you have children, and, or if children keep you from coming to church, we don't want that to happen, okay? So now you can be here while they're taken care of at another place. So that's starting from next week. We're also starting something like I don't want to call it a ministry, but like, I'm just saying it's like a youth for men, for boys and married men. So, you know, it's something that we want to start. And um, so I'm just calling it like a men's ministry for now. And then I'll give you a title for it later on, okay? And so it's just because um, someone asked me, why aren't we doing it for women? But why only for men? Because women don't need it. Women talk a lot, <laughs> okay? <laughs> women have no problem communicating. Men, I feel, sometimes struggle communicating and they feel like it's, you know, just to hold and be men. And I feel that culture doesn't come from the kingdom, it comes from the world. And so we want to break that wall, okay, and just communicate and get to know each other. So we're not going to have any women's ministry. Women talk a lot. I get all messages are 99% from women. They have no issue communicating. It's men, okay? So, uh, but this is just a good, so the, uh, some of the boys today, <clears throat> uh, the youth are going to go out for lunch. And I think maybe the next Sunday, uh, you know, the married men, I don't know how they've classified. It, uh, it'll be uh, led by Rishi and Hebron. And so it's just, today is just about getting to know each other. So talk and we just want to get to know you, okay? So is everyone excited? So now we have Sunday church and we have something for the boys, okay? So um, <clears throat> we also did it because I'm a female pastor, although I'm a son in the nature of a son, but I thought it'd be nice to have this for the guys, okay? So... Um, yeah, boys, be excited about that. Okay, so I think today is the shortest word I've ever had the title. Rishi was like, what is the title? I said, now. What is the title? Now. <laughs> That's the title, okay? So I want to encourage everybody that God lives in the now. When he revealed himself to Moses, what did he say? He said, I am. I am. Okay? He is the God 
the same yesterday, today, and forever, but every time he reveals, he says, I am that I am that I am, okay? And because we are just like him, we are born of him, then what are you? I was, I will be, I am. And there's something about living in the present that his grace is sufficient for you. That everything is made available for you in the now. When tomorrow comes, grace will be made available for you. But I don't want you to lose all your joy thinking for tomorrow when actually your nature and my nature is to be I am. Okay? So I like, uh, how many loved uh, Hebron's exhortation? Very good. Okay, so we have Rishi and now we have Hebron and so, uh, you know, we'll have more sons speaking. Uh, we'll be starting with Githu, okay, in the coming weeks and she's going to have an awesome word uh, for you guys. We're all one, okay? So it will be the same voice but we'll have different sons speaking it. Okay, so let's, um, let's get into the word. <clears throat> Matthew 6.25. So I have a couple of scriptures that we're going to see and then I'm just going to bring something together. It's a very simple word, but it's going to uh, minister life to you, okay? Matthew 6.25. I think Hebron took some of these today. He didn't know what I was speaking. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry, do not, or take no thought. Sons don't, sons don't think. Sons are led, okay? Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, not about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. That means they are not doing their family planning and future planning. It, look at this. It says here, look at the birds of the air. The father is telling you, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. How is he feeding them? In the, in the now. Because your father is ever present. Okay? Now see this. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying about the future, can add one cubit to his stature? One inch. When I was a kid, I wanted to become Miss India. Because I thought uh, height works by inches every year. So when I was in fourth standard, I said, okay, fifth standard, one inch, sixth standard, one inch. So I counted it, so I said, so by 10th standard, I'll be 5'10", 5'11". So I'll, I thought it was, I genuinely thought it was like that. <laughs> and then I realized it doesn't work like that, okay? But look at this. It says, which of you by worrying can add one cubit, one inch to your, to your height? Verse 28. So why do you worry about clothing? Why do you worry about clothing? Like Rishi, okay? He didn't worry about his clothing. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. How do you grow? Imagine God is saying to make something grow, you don't have to toil and labor. Because you know why? It is God that gives the increase and growth to you. Okay? See this. How do they grow? They neither toil nor spin. 
And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory, Solomon was the richest king, okay, was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not more clothe you or you of little faith? Okay, I want you to see that this whole passage is talking about God telling to live right now. Now. Because God's provision works in the now. Okay? And so it is for us. So sons are now. Okay? Now see this. Because we get a wisdom from the world that talks about the future. And it's, it's fine. The Bible talks about, you know, building something. If you want to build, build a building, it talks about wise planning. And we plan even in Beloved. But we want to be very present that what is God telling me to do today? So last week, today, he said prayer, Sunday church for children. He said it, he brought that word forth, and then we just released it. And then even as we thought it, the, the provision was already there. We went, we spoke to father, father said, yeah, there's a hall available. And we just went, and it just happened literally in like, what, 10 minutes? And it was just done. It was the perfect place. We had it all. God is present. And as sons, if you learn to just walk in the now, you'll realize all of the grace is available for you for now. Okay? Even your problems, stop thinking about the future. Right now, do you have provision for that, whatever you need? Even Sunil's testimony, what an amazing testimony. We're going to put it up on YouTube. I remember Sunil coming. Uh, we were in Regal Enclave that time. He came for prayer. And this was the early time when Sunil just started coming to church. And he was like, Priya, pray for my dad. I said, okay, Sunil. I said, so Jesus is coming to another Jesus and saying, pray for my dad. He said, oh, I, I get it. I get it. I said, yeah, Jesus better not forget he's Jesus. Imagine God sending prayer requests. God will send prayer requests when he's forgotten he's God. Now, listen to this. These are truths, okay? Because some people beat me about this. But you'll see there is a greater truth. So now he goes. Now, in the time of need, we didn't even know there was a need. But this is something so miraculous where such a big amount is just waved off. Because you know why? He didn't make anybody in his hour of need, he didn't make anybody his dependency. But he relied and rested only on the one who actually could provide, which is his father. And when he just waited and rested, miraculously the provision came, where actually now he can also keep the money because it was already given to him. Only God can do that. Why? Yeah, God blessing you. First of all, that sickness is not supposed to be in your father. So if that came now, God pays you. Yeah, get rich now. If the devil did that, I'll make you rich also. He gets rich. Think about it. That only the father came. And we didn't know anything. What did he do? Take your requests, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, take your requests to the Father. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. And the provision came. What if in that time he sent prayer requests out? Maybe nothing would have happened also. 100 people prayed and nothing happens. 99% of the time I've seen when people do prayer requests and all, nothing happens. It only makes your flesh feel good. You calm down, next day again you want some prayer. Then you calm down. So it's a very fleshly thing. But if you want things to work, then rest and hold still. Because to your stillness, everything submits. You're receiving what, I'm, what I am saying, okay? It's like Yesha sharing it. 
Resurrection life is in our nature. If you rest, it will do what it's supposed to do. So psoriasis is a very big thing. Because my sister is on steroids. She has psoriasis. Okay, but here a son of God comes. Now he co-labored, he went to the doctor. He knew there's a doctor, he goes to the doctor, he pops a medicine, but now he rests, maybe things like, uh, I don't know if I want to do the medicine. And then what happens? He just rests, he knows resurrection life is in my nature, and suddenly all of the skin patch, and Geetu is a dermatologist, verified it, that this has completely disappeared, has completely gone. How does that happen? Because resurrection life, sons, is your nature. Nature means you don't have to fight to make it happen. You rest because it is. A lion is not fighting. I always tell you this, to grow his hair out. He's not believing every day. Hair, grow, grow. What will he do? He'll roar. He'll go because it's in his nature that the hair will grow. Hear the sermon on divine authority versus rest. It's a divine health versus rest. Okay, I have that sermon up on YouTube. Because it's in your nature. It's in your nature to live in the now. I am. Just say, I am. Not I am going to be. I am. Not even I was. I am. And right now, if you start living in the now, he's got everything that you need to see for now. I remember once I had a dream in which I saw like these binoculars, and I couldn't see anything apart from this little lens. I couldn't see to the right, I couldn't see to the left, I could just see what was in front. And then God told me that I, have, I will only make you see what you need to see for today. Not for tomorrow, your past is also gone. <laughs> but I'm going to make you see right now and that is what focus means. You, can your eyes look at left and right? That's why you need chashma. Because one eye has gone left, one eye has gone right, so to get it together, then you can see. Looking in the future is like that one eye there. Looking in the past, you can't see. Blind. When can you see? In the now. Looking straight at what God has for you. Can you drive a car looking in the rearview mirror? I've done that. You'll bang. <laughs> the day I got my license was the last day I drove. I'll tell you short story. I went for the test. So he told me, you know, because I learned when you had the double gear, someone else is also teaching. I learned, never do that. Try and learn it on a car that is, doesn't have the double manual, someone else driving it. So anyways, I go for my test to get to the RTO and he tells me, take it in the third gear. So I'm pushing it. It's not going ahead. I said, your clutch is broken. He said, uh, I said, your gearbox is bro broken. He's like, ma'am, if you don't press the clutch, it won't go to the third gear. Okay. I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry. So I press the clutch, I go. He's like, okay. He's saying, now take a reverse. So I take the reverse. I'm looking back and I just keep going like this, like this, like this. And I said, ah, I, and I said, yay, abhi ho gaya. Good, right? So he's saying, do you realize what you've done? I said, no. He's saying, you've done everything right. I said, yeah, reverse. I put the car on reverse. Everything is right. He's saying, ma'am, we were on this side of the road, and we've come on this side of the road. Because I wasn't looking in the front, I was just like, just... <laughs> and I took it from there to there, and he still gave me my, my driving license. But guess what? He gave me my driving license, but when I told my dad the story, he never let me sit in the car. <laughs> so to date, like, I don't drive now. That's because my dad didn't allow it. He's saying, what? Did you do that? He's saying, you're not sitting in my car. So, yeah. Where was I going with this? So we are in the 
now, not in the future. So how do you focus? You can only see things if you are present. He will not show you, even if you psych yourself. Because God is a God of now. If he showed me I was going to lead beloved, maybe I would run and chicken out. He never told me, you know, beloved started, no, I told you. It was a New Year's party. So I came for the New Year's party. Then this was ordered online. So I said, okay, one podium is put there for what? Just for New Year's, if you want to share something, hi, hello. I said, okay. I put this podium. The next thing you know, the party happened, everything. Then they were like, but next Sunday also this hall is available. So we can come. And it just happened. I was like conned into it. And it caught me by surprise. It doesn't. Okay, and now you just flow. Don't start something if you're not called for it. Because then you'll feel a weight. Okay, you have to be called, especially into like leading a church and all of that. There was a calling in my life. And as much as I ran away from it, I was slapped right into it. That this beloved was caught me by surprise. I tell Michael, and Michael says, you know better that you, you weren't called, you were pushed into it. Because you tried to run away from it so much. Okay, so I'm just saying that it'll be Everything about a son is not outside in. It is inside out. And our job at Beloved, we are one voice. You go to anybody, they'll start speaking the same thing to you. Then they keep saying they all say the same thing. Yeah, it's because you need a mirror to remind you who you are. Because we live outside and even the regular churches outside, they tell you you're human. Give you a false identity when you're not a human. Born of God. Sons of God. That's why you can call yourself a new creation. And how curious am I to know what the new creation looks like? And this new creation has resurrection life in them. This new creation has, lives by the law of life. That means all things turn out for my good. That's what life looks like. Expecting goodness even in a zip. That is, for all night audience, we... We may not put this testimony up, but son's zip was not working. And then he didn't want to go and fix it. And then suddenly, it starts working. Something so small. But I rejoice in that. Wow, the goodness of God in small things. Okay? See this. <clears throat> so what, is it, what does he say here? Look at this. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall you eat? What shall you drink? What shall we wear? After all these things, the Gentiles, that means the pagan ones, that means the ones who don't know Christ as God. They, the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God, you got born again, and whose righteousness? His righteousness. That means now he's made you a son of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about... Worry about... Worry is always about what? future. Even Sunil, the demand came, the worry was about how will I pay tomorrow? But I am ever present. And when the papers were given to pay, the supply came in the now. Okay? Now see this. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry of, about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is sufficient for you, 
for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. I've just taken some things that uh, maybe just go together. Philippians 4, 6. Now, I want you to see all of these verses where God says, don't. What is he telling sons? Don't worry. But worry has to do with future. He's almost telling everybody, live now. Stop focusing on your future. What happened in the past? I want you to be ever present. What are you doing right now? Even me, how I lead my life, I can really worry about a lot of things if I look like, if I compare myself with other people and see where they're at and where I'm at. But I've learned to live my life in the now. I remember when I wanted to move out, um, there's something that I wanted to do. And then I said, I always want to do up my own space and do it up. And then everyone was like, yeah, but do it when you get married. I said, but why wait then if I have the desire now? And then I just had some money, I remember just for a year. And I just moved out. The place came, everything came. Little did I know it was for to start church at that time. The, I told you the house came with the tub. And then I realized it's for baptisms. It didn't hit me. I used to still go and baptize people in Juhu Beach. And then someone told me, you have a tub in your house. I was like, oh yeah. Why am I going all the way there when I can baptize them here? And uh, you know, the minute I moved out, the supply came for every year. My business doubled up, everything. And now it's been six years that I'm living out. But living in now, today, the joy of the Lord, everything is for today. And if you learn to live right now, I believe everybody right now, you have everything that you need if you look at it right now. The worry comes when you look at tomorrow, what if, or maybe tell you who will take care of me. Right now, do you have everything? Yeah. Because your father is present. The manna also in the old, remember the story when the children of Israel were in the wilderness? When did the manna come? It came every day in the morning, they had to pick it up. On the seventh day, they had to rest. So God on the sixth day gave them double portion. And he said specifically that if you land up collecting more, it will just get rotted. There were worms in it. Why did God do that? Every day, they were not supposed to collect for the next day. They were supposed to live in the present. Because he wanted to give them something fresh every day. And if they didn't, they didn't trust the word, whatever they had saved up, the next day would just rot and go. What do you see? What is your father trying to do? To make you trust and rest that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's your forever dad. Every day he's there with you. He sees, he knows, and he is living in you to provide whatever you need. What a cool rest that the manna is every day. Even when we say our Father in heaven, give us our daily, daily bread. Now that prayer is still before the cross. It all got fulfilled. Remember last week I told you, a lot of the scripture in the word has already been fulfilled. So we're not looking at that scripture for the now. We'll read that, okay? Now see this, Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing. That means don't worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to, that's why PP has issue with prayer requests, because it says here, let your requests be known to me, to 
because only he can do i couldn't we can but when he got it from the father it was greater glory because now his trust will always be that he's a god of i am okay see this let your request be made known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through christ jesus if you go to the father directly the most beautiful thing that will happen is your relationship with him will grow and then you'll end up becoming a very secure and confident son then nothing will shake you because you have so many victories because you learn to go to him first if you go to the person next to you their relationship will get strong but you will be crippled and in the time of storm you can't stand because you think he never did it for you the person next to you did it okay see this 1 peter 5 5 submit to god resist the devil verse 5 likewise you younger people submit yourselves to your elders submit to the leadership yes all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for god resists the proud but gives grace to the humble therefore humble yourself under the mighty hand of god that he may exalt you in due time casting all your care your worries upon him i like the tpt version that rishi got casting once you've given it it says please don't take it back casting all your cares upon him for he or carries them for you be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour that means he can't mess around with any everybody fight him what does it say fight him verse 9 resist him resist him resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world how did jesus also overcome in the temptation did he fight him resist the devil and he will flee he gave some word jesus also gave back some word it is written it is written sons have the wisdom of god sons learn to rest i told you in all of our teachings we have one word that comes out rest and you're going into deeper and deeper and deeper rest because how you get your big victories is really not by fighting by resting your mind is becoming more still and still and still and then all things are submitting to your stillness be still and know i am god so how will someone know you are son of god come on in jesus name in jesus name nothing is happening you're dancing all over the place be still dude and know he is god everything his money came to his stillness and then at the right place at the right time some lady comes who he doesn't even know who she is goes and puts in a word in the doctor's ear hey maybe i know this guy about his case and then the doctor says you don't need to pay the bill how did that happen right place right time everything just happened everything responded to his stillness i'm telling you if you learn to go in all crazy things to the father you will see the father's hand what does the father's hand look like parting the red sea 
turning, getting water out of a rock, sending some flies, not flies, locusts. Okay, father boasts about the son. This, we all know, is miraculous. Some folags getting cancelled. Now, do you know that actually is inheritance also? I told you in Bible study. It says that all the debts are also cancelled in Christ. He came to pay the debt. Now, what debt? Now, you see what, what debt. I just received an all debt. Now, do you know that? Now, he may not even know this is an inheritance. But how did the inheritance become yes and amen for the son? He's not saying I'm claiming the inheritance. I claim this in Jesus' name. Death is cancelled. Death is cancelled. By his stripes, I'm healed. I'm, I'm telling you, you can do that. You don't need to. After some time, you start resting. Jigar is not saying by his stripes, I'm healed by his stripes. He just knows resurrection nature is in me. Suddenly, psoriasis disappears. It's not something you, you speak and you command. I know a lot of church does that. You learn to rest because you are. Jesus is not getting up every day and saying, I'm a son of God, I'm a son of God. He knows he's a son of God. He chills. I am resurrection and life. So are you. You're not saying it to become. You say it to remind yourself. It's the truth. Because if you don't believe it, it's a lie. And so he sees that even the deaths are cancelled. He sees his blood relationship just by rest. He just sees it work for him. You'll start seeing a lot of things happen in your life. And you'll tell me, Priya, I don't even know the scripture. I read it later on. How did this thing happen? This is a promise of God. How did this thing happen? It's because you're learning to rest. That you're a son by his blood. And all inheritance and promises are attached to blood. I always tell you, you know, Prince William will become, inherit all, what's his father's name? Charles Wealth. Why? Because he gets up in the morning and says, I am the prince. I am the prince. I claim this in Charles' name. Is he doing that? What is he doing? What is he doing? Nothing. He's going out. He just knows he came out of him. Bus. He knows that he's blood born. Because inheritance follows blood. After some time, you'll stop doing all of those things. It's a rest. You are understanding what PP is saying. Okay? Okay. So see this. Cast all your care. So sons don't care. Say that. And you know what I mean when I say that. Yeah, seriously, you can live a carefree life. It's because somebody else, it's your privilege that somebody else is caring for you. The Gentiles, no one is caring for them. But as a son of God, we have a father, a fathered life. That's what it means to have a finished work. That somebody else has gone ahead and written your whole itinerary and everything for you that you don't need to think, think about it. Okay? Now see this. Um... John 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Jesus says, you believe in God, believe also in me. He's telling this to the disciples before he's going on the cross. Look at verse 27. Verse John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. What does this mean? That means there is a suggestive peace that can come from the world. And God is saying, it's not like the peace that the world gives. That's why I don't believe in this whole psychology and you go talk to somebody. We don't do a lot of counseling also, if you know, in Beloved, because it will be a dead work. It's useless. I will counsel you only through the word of God. Because after some time, then you'll feel, if I pick up the phone, I talk to her, she tells me the word only. 
So then you'll also start taking it seriously because that is our life. That is what the Father says about us. That is truth. The Holy Spirit comes to tell us the, the truth, reveals us in all truth. And then he's able to take what is his and make it available to us. The truth. So see this. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. The Father has left his peace with us. Father, I thank you. Spirit of peace, you are with me. You are in me. I walk in your peace. I am peace. I'm not looking for peace. I am peace. Wherever I go, I am in peace. That's why you can sleep in the storm because you are peace. And out of who you are, the surroundings will get affected by who you are. That's why Jesus can, out of the storm, he's sleeping, he wakes up and then says, peace, be still, is because he is peace. And then your whole surrounding changes to who you are. You are understanding. Okay? Now see this. Isaiah 43. Always remember the former things. And always consider the things of the past. What does it say? Do not remember the former things. Forget it. Forget it. Don't process it. Don't analyze it. Why did my brother call me whore? I told you. <laughs> See, if you're a touch me not, the devil can't do anything to you. I remember when I used to fight with my brother, he went and wrote, I once come in my room and it's written, I, you are a whore. W-H-O-R. And then he's, I said, I started laughing. I said, get the spelling right. It's not W-H-O-R, it's E. And I went and put an E there. He got so irritated, he stopped the next day. Why? What is he saying to me that's going to make me a whore? I'm just saying, now I can get offended. You know, I, uh, I'm going to give you a truth. D please do not get offended by what people say, how people look at you sometimes. And she didn't look at me, so maybe she is not uh, thinking like this about me and all of those things. Please just let them wash away. Now, if you meet them and talk about this, and if that person says, no, I don't mean it, please receive that truth. Because now, after confrontation, you still took that lie, then guess what the devil is playing with you? Because even the person doesn't believe that truth. If I believe what my brother said, I am whore. Now, he just wrote that to make me irritated. Because I know even he knows me better. He knows everything about me. But, and suppose now I have a good conversation with him and he says that I know that he doesn't really believe it. But now suppose I choose to look at those words. I am whore. <laughs> he said that to me. Who is believing the lie? Me. Is it even true? Even he doesn't believe it's true. Now if I keep believing that, can I do anything? Can he do anything? Yeah. The devil does that sometimes. Okay? And you need to be the smarter one and believe the truth because... The word says so. Because I feel sometimes we take ownership of a lot of things that aren't even true. And you have to be a wise son and just shake it off. It's not the truth. So stop making it true because it's not. It's a lie. And it'll just keep festering and festering and festering. Sometimes I don't have explanations for things. I just choose not to then. I remember when I came in the Lord... I came from a Hindu background, so so much was fed to me that after I met Jesus, and that time Google had just come up new, 
okay? This was in 2000 or whatever, Google came in. And now, imagine now I know Jesus is God. I had no Christian friend. For three years, I told it was only me and the Holy Spirit. I had no point of reference. And imagine my mother has told me all my life, whatever I grew up with. And I had so many questions in my head. And I didn't know where they fit in. All I knew is like, I talked to Jesus and he's talking back to me. And this relationship is going on. And it's like I, had, I was living off Coke and Pepsi before. And now I came to real water. Like, like the thirst is quenched. I'm not hungry anymore. And I didn't have any explanation where these other gods that they told me fit in. And you know what? I didn't even care. Because what was real was so alive that whether I got an explanation fully or not, it didn't matter. I was here to enjoy the now <laughs> that was so good. Like this air condition. Do you know every wire that goes in the other wire and the negative and the positive of the wires? Are you sitting and doing PhD of the air condition? You're just enjoying the AC? Huh. Be like that about the word of God. See it, it's there, I receive it. Isne bola ye, father said this, okay. Resurrection life, what that means, I don't even know fully. But it's pushing out death. This will go. That's it. You receive the word of God just like that. I don't process it. That's why in beloved, if you come here, it's a revelation. It's not scripture and scripture and that scripture, but that scripture doesn't match this scripture. Even if I know all scripture, I will not answer your questions because it is a revelation. I told you there's scripture for sheep, there's scripture for sons. You choose what you want. We are progressive. We are growing from glory to glory to glory. So prayer requests, you want to do, do it. But if you want things to be effective in your life and you want to see the goodness of God, First hand, you want to increase your relationship, then go to the Father first. Okay? And then you have a testimony like Sunil's. See this. Um, <clears throat> where was I? Okay, Isaiah 43. Do not remember the former things, nor consider, consider means process the things of the old. Behold, look, I will do a new thing now. It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? He talks about making rivers in the desert. I remember I told you when I was falling sick, I got so fed up of falling sick. And that time I used to be like, Jesus, take it away. Jesus, take it away. Nothing is happening. And then what happened? Forget the former. I said, no, now. I will choose to believe it's not in my nature. I'm not going to be double-minded about I'm son, I'm human, all of this going on. I'm a son, it's not in my nature. And then rheumatoid arthritis just disappeared. What didn't happen in nine months or whatever happened in few days when I started becoming single-minded about I'm a son of God, I'm born from above. It's not in my nature. I'm not human, I'm different species. And the more I rested, that resurrection life pushed rheumatoid arthritis out of my body. And it's been 12 years. I don't know how long. Okay. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you. So why are you planning? Who's planning? Adam generation, please plan your life. But son generation... Huh? No planning. But I have difference in when you get married, please plan. If you don't do, 
planning, you'll have many children. There are, there are uh, uh, in Christian kingdom, no, if God wants to, there is multiplication is there, sowing and reaping. So if you don't plan, you'll have many. It's just the law of life. So please plan your children, okay? See this, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare. That means to give you hope. Welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. So who is doing all your future planning? Your father. So learn to live in the now. When I was in Nottingham, I remember, I just learned to flow. I just come into the kingdom, I told him, then I'd gone to Nottingham. And my entire Nottingham journey was so beautiful. I was there for one and a half year. And I saw literally somebody plan as if it looked like I had planned, but I had not planned. I told you when uh, the demand came, when uh, you know, I was doing fashion and I had to go uh, and prepare something for my collection. Okay, I was doing accessories. I literally ended up going to Paris because my friend booked the ticket. And so I was free, so I went with her. I land up getting lost. Lily went two minutes away somewhere else, so I found myself in a garden. And then next thing you know, it's written, accessory fair. I said, one second, what fair is here? He's saying, oh, don't you know? This is the accessory fair in Paris begins tomorrow. And so I go there the next day, I stand there, and at the entrance, I meet, meet this guy called Steve. And Steve, I met him in New York many, 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 many years ago, like 10 years, uh, five years ago before that, because I used to do scarves. I meet this guy outside, Steve, he comes on a call, he's from New York, because these accessory fairs are very expensive. And he says, Priya, what are you doing here? I said, oh, I was studying in Nottingham, I came to Paris for a few days, and I came to an accessory fairs. He's saying, okay, I'm going to all the accessory fairs in Paris, do you want to come with me? And I go in his limousine and he took me to all the accessory fairs, and I have all of this data, you know, content. And I come back to Nottingham, and then my teacher tells the whole class, see, you have to be like Priya how she planned beforehand, and she went to all these fairs because you have to book for all these fairs in advance, and uh, she didn't tell any of us, I didn't plan anything. I didn't even know. And that, you know, the teacher was telling me that if you didn't have all of these, these um, whatever data that you got content, that you wouldn't even pass this subject. I didn't even know that. I was not going to pass for planning to fail me. Like, what? Excuse me, I'm paying you so much of money, you better pass me. Okay, but I had all the data, and so who went ahead and did everything? For I know the plans I have for you to give you a future and a hope. He goes ahead, and what, were, what was I doing in that moment? I was just being in the now. I have a trip, I'll go for the trip. So, so many of you think sometimes you're in there. I remember Madhuri sharing a testimony. When she came into the kingdom, she went to the UK. I told you she got this miraculous scholarship. She opened the paper. She, uh, we, uh, you know, I just said, the father loves you. Write down the colleges that you want to go to. She wrote them down. And then suddenly she gets a full paid scholarship. And she had got so fed up of opening the letters that she was not even opening them because she thought they're rejection letters. One day she gets a phone, she's talking on the phone, she sees a letter there, so she opens it and it's a full paid scholarship. So now she goes to London, I haven't even introduced her to my London friends yet. She goes there, she's feeling low, and I told her only go to Hillsong Church because I said they kind of preach the new covenant so they're good. They're still established in grace because of Joseph Prince. So I said go there. This friend of a friend, she's feeling low, takes her, she, he says, I want to take you somewhere, Gujarati guy, and then he takes her to Hillsong Church. She sends me a picture, she's like, Priya, I'm not going to believe what's happening here. 
And now, after six months, I write to Madhuri. Madhuri's like, Priya, you know, I'm a little stressed. I said, what happened? She's saying, you know, uh, you know, my work is not going well. The college is bad. You know, I'm not even acing it. My professor, it's not going good with him. I said, what's happening? She's saying, these Bible studies. All I have time for is that Sunday church I go, and then I go for this Bible study, and then I go for this other Bible study. Now, I can see that UK was never about the college. She'll get the degree. He'll pass her. But UK for her, I can see that it's all the father drawing her to him. So sometimes you can have a vision in your head and that's why you'll feel frustrated because it's not going to my plan. And then if you learn to rest, you'll realize maybe the plan you're looking for is not the plan and maybe that something else is the plan. And that is the vision. And then if you look at his vision, wow, I'm completely fulfilling it. Because here I'm just receiving everything that God has for me. Are you seeing it? Everything about your life, sons, is a finished work. Learn to rest in the now. And if you learn to rest in the now, His grace is sufficient for today. His joy is for you today. Be happy where you're at. Be content in it. And then tomorrow will be the same. It is happy. Because you've learned to live in the now. Okay? See this. Ephesians 5.15 Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. What is Ephesians? What is Paul saying? Making the best use of the time that is given to you. I told you one thing I was blessed with in my life was a lot of time. I've always had it. And then God told me once, what are you doing with the time I have made available to you? I have given this to you as a gift. What are you doing with it? And then I started the Bible studies and I wanted to do, I said I would just want to make the best investment of my time. Okay? See this. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a New creation, new species. The old is still there. The old has passed away. Behold, look, the new has come. The new has come. Okay? In all things, I don't care how many failures you had. Wash it all off. Forget. Now, God can make all all things work together for your good. The new has come. Okay? Now see this, Philippians 3.13. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, what is he, what is he doing? What is Paul saying? Forgetting what lies and straining forward to what lies I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Forgetting what lies behind. I feel for Paul. Paul could get so condemned because he was killing Christians. He was killing the early church. He was persecuting. Probably beheaded some people. He did all bad things. And then he gets saved. <laughs> he becomes a new creation. And now he is going and speaking about sonship. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Now the devil can really go to him. Look what happened because of you. You didn't do this, you didn't do that. You killed so many people. And then what is Paul saying? 
I'm forgetting what lies behind. I'm going forward for what is ahead of me. I don't care what you did in your past. Maybe it's you only messed up also, big time. You caused some fights, you did some bad shit. Beep. I've said worse things. You've done some bad things and then forget it. It's under the blood. Your future, what's coming is greater than your past. It's just the nature of God. He goes from glory today to glory the next day. He can do that if you receive it for today. Why am I saying this? I want you sons to live in the now just like your father. He's ever present. Right now, I have everything that I have. And I'm so happy. Thank you, Father, for the abundance that you've given me. All I'm thinking about is what I'm going to wear on my birthday. <laughs> Seriously, that's all of those things that I have, like what I will be doing. And then birthday comes, I'll think about what they ordered. They better order something that I like. And live in the now. And now I think about if I worried about all the future, he was always the God of the future also. He was there and he took care of it. I wasted my time worrying about it. So you can either have a journey that you enjoy or you can have a journey and get there and he stole, the devil stole all your joy. What is the use? Just enjoy. Really learn to live in the now. Say, I am now. Yes. Okay. Um, Philippians 4.8 Finally, brethren. Now he's telling you to think of all these things. Think of, meditate on whatever is true. Whatever is you are sick. It's a fact. But what is the truth? Resurrection life is in me. So what is he telling you to meditate on? The you look at your bank account there's no money there. But the truth is I am rich and I am fathered by blood. What is he telling you to meditate on? The truth. My children will be taught by the father. That is the truth. Not by what they're doing right now. Relax. I gave you the story of the prodigal son, right? Both the sons. One was there. The father, the other son. Let, let him go. Go, go. Take the inheritance. Go. But did the son come back? Why? Because he's the father's inheritance by blood. That means he'll come back. Okay? See this. Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely. I always say this. If you have nothing good to say, please don't call someone fat. You've gained weight. They don't want to hear that. They're going to the gym. If you have nothing good to say, please don't say anything. You look tired. No, they don't. You are resurrection life. In your presence, they will get refreshed. Imagine Jesus going and saying, hey, leper, look at all those boils. No, he's not going to say that. He's there to heal him. He told although the blind person, what do you want? I find that funny. Uh, I'm blind, like heal me. But he asked him, what do you want? And then the blind person says that I may see all things. Okay, see this. What is lovely, whatever is lovely, Whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worth of praise. As sons, we are uplifting. Okay? Think about these things. What you have learnt and received and heard and seen in me, 
practice these practice these things and the god of peace will be with you romans 8:1 there is therefore tomorrow no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus there is therefore no condemnation in christ jesus every second is i go here it is there is now no condemnation for those in christ jesus okay see this psalm 23 i love this the lord is my shepherd i shall not want the lord is my father i shall never be in lack he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters he restores my soul he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death the shadow of death that means it looks like death because in sons you are the righteousness of god in your path there is only life there is no death okay this is david talking before the cross david is still not become a son of god yet okay see this even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me i love this you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies he is preparing a table before me what table is this you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies what table you think an empty table let me keep an empty table what what will i do at an empty table <laughs> and sit you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies i believe you're feasting at this table and imagine enjoying feasting in the presence of your enemies what is it about feasting and enjoying and resting the word and feasting on the word and enjoying and just getting all of this life from the word in the presence of your enemies i will anoint your head with oil my cup overflows in the presence now that means now right now in front of all the situation i am preparing a feast for you that you can sit how many eat at a table standing i eat standing because i feel the food goes straight down or at sitting it goes like this i'm kidding you sit at a table and eat i'm preparing a table before you in the presence in the now of your enemies he is ever present okay hebrews 11:1 read hebrews 11:1 now faith now faith now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the substance of things hoped for the conviction or evidence of things not seen for by it the elders obtained a good testimony by faith we understand that the worlds were framed the worlds were framed by the word of god so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible 
God made all things by his word. That means those things weren't there before. And then he spoke it and those things came to being. That's why we live our life not by things that we see, but the things that we know. Because these things came after the spoken word. That's why my rest is more in what? In what God says about you. Let's read that again. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So that the things which are seen are not made by the things which are visible. That means I am able to make something that no one sees yet but they will see it. It is for you. Okay? I am going to do something at the end of the service. Mark 6, 11. Okay, now this prayer, everyone says is the prayer of God. This is before the cross. Let's see if it has been fulfilled. Sons are matured. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Has his kingdom come? On Pentecost. Then the Holy Spirit comes and it says the kingdom will come. And then tongues of fire appeared on everybody and his kingdom has come here. Okay? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing. Do you know? So that you can receive all that the Father has for you. So one of the inheritance is, someone asked me what are the promises? All the I am's are the promises of God. And there's so much more in the Bible. Whatever inheritance you see, a blessing you see, the divine nature you see, all he is, so are you. That's all your promise. Okay? Let your will be done. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Have your debts been forgiven? Jesus went on the cross to call your debts. Okay? Now see this. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Has he, has he delivered you from the evil one? God pulled you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love. And he destroyed death for you. So is this fulfilled? Can you keep praying this now? No. Say no. No. Because a lot of it has been fulfilled. Now you pray the Ephesians 1.17 prayer. The eyes of my understanding being enlightened, Father. That I may know everything, all the inheritance that you have for me. Okay? See this. For, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you Forgive your trespasses. Is this applicable to you? No. He forgave. Why do you forgive now as a son of God? Because I forgive. Because I have been forgiven. That's why after Jesus rose again, guess what he said? 
He said, now, if you go and forgive their sins, they will be forgiven. If you don't forgive, whose will not be forgiven? Theirs. Can you see everything changing? He's contradicting himself. No, it has been fulfilled. Jesus came to fulfill the law. He came to fulfill. He came to become, he, to take your sin, to make you the righteousness of God. So before the cross, what he's speaking, he's not yet gone on the cross. But after the cross, everything changes. Yes? You receive it? Yes. Ah, smart sons. Now you become another son of God. So lion ka bacha? God ka bacha? God doesn't run. God rests. God doesn't send prayer requests. Yes? Okay, see this. 2 Corinthians 6. We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you, and in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, look. How many times has he said, look, 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 look. Now is the accepted time. Look. Now is the day of salvation. That means, what is he saying? Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. What does salvation mean? Anything. You want to see something done. And then he's saying, forget the past. Whatever happened. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. As sons... We live in the now. And I want you to take this word. Forget about the future. What your vision will be. Right now, what has he put in your heart? Just do that very thing. That's it. I was looking, I was reading Joseph's life yesterday. I love Joseph's life. There's something about that I really, really like. And I see this kid, 17 years old, he gets these two dreams, his brothers hate him. And now he's going and even telling, he knows that his brothers get irritated and he's going and telling them these dreams also. Then they go and sell him. Then he goes to Potiphar's house. And then Potiphar's, in Potiphar's house, he becomes the head. Then Potiphar's wife accuses him of doing some mischief, which he didn't do. Then he goes in the dungeon. The dungeon guy also makes him the head. And you can see that he is the head everywhere. Even though it doesn't look like it, but he's the head and he has favor. And it says when Joseph didn't have anything, God calls him a successful man because God was with him. But I see that Joseph living in the now. He got these dreams. His brothers, his father interpreted the dreams also for him, saying that at one point these dreams mean that we're all going to worship you and you're going to rule us. No, no, no. And he's not concerned about these. He's just living in the now. He goes to Potiphar's house. He could have written letters to his brother and his dad. He's just living right now. And then whatever is in his care, he just starts doing it, maybe enjoying it. And then he, you don't see him bitter even towards God. Like when, you know, the wife comes and says, sleep with me, Potiphar's wife. And he says, no, how can I do this thing unto God? He's been so good to me. And then he gets thrown in the dungeon and he's still happy face. And then he's the head there. And then he wants to interpret these two dungeon guys' dreams, the cupbearer and the, the, the guys from the king's palace that get thrown in the dungeon. Okay, and then two years go by, he interprets the cupbearers and who's the other guy? The, the baker. 
they both have dreams he interprets their dreams he says please don't forget about me i've been wrongly put here please tell pharaoh about me and then what happens they forget about him two years later pharaoh has a dream and then this cup bearer remembers oh there's a guy who interpreted but imagine that day i was reading that verse when it says and word was sent to get joseph and he got all washed and he put on his clothes and he comes before pharaoh his time has come and after this in one minute everything changed for him and i love that he said when he had his first child it says that god has made me forget my sorrow my suffering and he named him manasseh what was his uh, what is his name let's go there let's read genesis 17 um <clears throat> sorry it's not genesis 17 it is hold on oh it's uh, genesis 41 41 was 51 joseph called the name of the first born manasseh for god has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house and the name of the second he called ephraim ephraim for god has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction because he had a good heart he held his stance he didn't get bitter and in it says in the land of my affliction where i got hit the most i have a greatest testimony that's what he's saying and the above it's like he's made me forget all my toil and my father's house that what was before joseph was so much more greater than what he went through and at the end he tells his brothers when his brothers come he's become the governor of egypt all of it and you know that story when uh, the brothers come and now lying down and begging him for food he gives them and then he reveals himself to joseph and the brothers are begging him saying sorry we are so sorry for what we did to you we sold you and you know to the slaves and all of this uh sold you to uh, wherever the people who took you egyptians and he's like yeah you meant it for evil but god turned it all for my good and what do you see in joseph's life he's just being ever present in the now not what happened who cares what happened they sold me my brothers did this emotional how could my father do this my father didn't even come looking for me my brothers just cut it off in the now who cares i'm going to do what's before me right now my father is with me and then what do you see he can live to say i do not remember my past my toil i am fruitful in the land of my affliction in the very area that i had something hit so badly i have a greater testimony i told you jesus died and took all your scars also so that now you can't say i have a scar if there's one person who needs to have a scar it's christ if you stay in the now dust it all off wash everything that happened to you i don't care what some of you all have come out of bad marriages maybe some of your children have treated you badly and you've got like really bad experiences and i want you to wash let the blood wash it off don't process it again why what did i do everything just like the word wash it off i don't care i'm living now i'm the righteousness of god and if you do that right now he is able to make the memories of the righteous are blessed he's able to give you something he will do for you that even the past doesn't matter anymore 
that's happened in my life, and I'm telling you as a truth, is because it didn't matter. And you see this in Joseph's life also, where now he can see the bigger picture. Oh, you worked all things out for my good that there's not even a scar left. And he's able to do that, and that's what it means to co-labor with the Holy Spirit. When we talk about co-laboring, where things happen and things messed up, yeah, I got sick so many times, and then I just co-labored. Come on, Holy Spirit, now you teach me. I want, I know that it says divine health. Show me how to get this sickness out of my body. And then he told me, rest, prayer. No matter what, you die to this truth. That's it. It's not in your nature. And then resurrection life, poop. Rumatharatra, I just disappeared. That now I have such a glorious memory of the day it disappeared. That all the five years that of all the pain, I don't even remember. It's like black and white movie. He is able to do that for you, sons. If you learn not to sit in the seat of the past and not sit in the seat of the future worrying, if you just live now, His grace is sufficient for you for today. And if you trust Him, the manna will be there tomorrow and everything that He has for you because He's an ever-present ever Father. Okay? How many receive this word? Take it. We are sons of the now. We are I am. Okay? Right now you have everything that you have need for, that you have use for, okay? So say this after me, Father, I thank you, I'm a son in your kingdom. Jesus, you're my high priest. Right now, I give you a tithe of all the increase, of all the life, of all the understanding that has come to my soul. What is the understanding that has come? That you're a son of the now. Say, I am. Yes, I am. Right now, I have everything I have use for. Yeah, just pray in tongues. Thank Him for that. Okay, let there Amen. be light and light was. The Holy Spirit right now is over all of you, is in you. And now I want you to speak forth what you want. Okay, is everyone doing that? Put, make it very definite because it says the words were framed by the word of God. He, he spoke light, he imagined what light would be and he spoke it forth. Okay. Holy Spirit, I just thank you. You're in us. You're with us. You're hovering all over us. And right now, we just speak forth right now. Right now. That thing, whatever you desire, be. 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 I thank you. It is birthed. Right now, it is birthed. Be. Be born. Be right now. In Jesus' name. Amen.